Welcome to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon on 1490 AM, WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We're so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We've got a fantastic show lined up just for you. Biker Life is for those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and bring real life stories of the biker lifestyle. All right, fantastic. Well, we've got some sponsors. Today's show sponsors are Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you are ready to crank up your engines, put your chins in the wind, knees in the breeze, seats in the saddle, then hang on and let's get rolling. All right, let's kick the kickstart the show. Right now, Deb, what do you got to say? Because I just showed up again. No. I'm a little bit late walk, walking in the door, as a matter of fact. Not this again. How are we supposed to do a show if you just show up? Well, that's why you're in charge. I don't know about that. But, you know, I guess the things that have been on my mind today Today, as we're um, in the middle of being on the show, is you know people don't always realize how difficult an event is. Like we just completed Thunder by the Bay, it takes quite a while to kind of get everything back to some sort of normalcy. Really, you think? I, yeah, you know, one of the things you're forgetting is your age. Oh, what, what so that, that probably to do pays a big part in it. it you know, might. if you were a little bit younger, I know if I was a little bit younger, it probably wouldn't mess with me all that much. Maybe I'd need a, a Sunday to recover, you know, have some tacos and that's about it. But the next day, Monday came, I'd be ready to rock and roll. But uh, not so much after Thunder by the Bay. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, <laughs> on, the, on the way into the studio today, I started to hobble. My right knee felt like it was stuck. Oh, geez. Yeah, and this is all your fault for making me carry all that heavy equipment into Thunder by the Bay. Well, whatever. You can always blame Deb, and I'm kind of an adult here, so I will take it if you want to give it. But Oh, I'm always wanting to give it. Here's the reality is that, you know, we do have a lot of equipment when we set up at an event. And um, yes, some of it can be very heavy. And so I apologize that you chose to be the man and I'll carry the big one. Yeah, well, I didn't quite feel like a man, especially when I'm walking and I'm huffing and puffing and I'm tearing you de- telling you, Deb, the stitches are breaking on the handle. <laughs> I could just hear them popping. I remember. That's how heavy all that stuff was. Well, I, mean, I did, gee. you know, I guess as much as you try to prepare, there's not, you don't always prepare for everything. And that was the one thing I did not prepare very well for was lugging the stuff back and forth each and every evening. So the next morning, though, I did make things better by bringing a wheeling cart to help with some of that heavy stuff. Yes, you did. So, in fact, we had good neighbors that helped us out. We had um, Augie. Augie on Augie, one side. the liquish guy. Yep. Uh, actually, he lives real close to where we live. So that was interesting. Yep. And he was a big help. And then we had Gil and Irene. Eileen. Eileen. I oh, called her Irene there when I was there. Remember that yeah, song? Eileen, yeah, Eileen. Yeah. And uh, her, I think that was her brother. Jim. Jim, yeah. who was on the show last week with Dutch. Right. As uh, alive. So that went real well. So it was a lot of fun. We were in the right spot for sure. At least I, I felt like we were. Yeah. and But I found out today that a friend of mine's mother was there and didn't come look us up. And that was a little bit of a heartbreak. Well, 
Well, so. I think there were several people that never really made it out to the vendors. Oh, I, you know, people I guess people I didn't right went that. to the beer, went to the entertainment. That just sure. makes sense. Yeah, you know, a lot of times people, and sometimes I'll do this. You know, oh, I've seen all the vendors. I don't need to see the vendors. Right. Or you go to the vendors because you're looking for something in particular. Correct. But yeah. But if you're just coming there for the entertainment for a couple drinks, well, you don't even go over there and check it out. Unfortunately, that's, that's just true. the reality. And, and unfortunately, that's what happened. So I would have, oh, really? lo- I would have loved for for her, and I would have loved to have seen her. So that was I don't even know who you're talking about. So that's okay. Oh, I, you're just waving me off yeah. on the radio. She, I know. No, you guys can't see that, but she waved me off right here, just well, like that. Well, all I can say is that Sharon broke my heart because she didn't come by and see us. Okay, and I would have loved to have seen her. Well, I guess you'll have to fill me in on that later because I'm out of out of touch. Apparently, way way out of touch. Is that because of your age or just because you're out of touch? Look, we're, we brought the age up or I did once and we're not going to stick on that very long because okay. um you know time's ticking by Deb right and the unfortunate part is that this week's been a little bit busier than we both probably would have liked so we didn't really get an opportunity to get writing in although I am planning I did for get next... writing in oh you did that's right two days absolutely right <laughs> all right you don't so... recall De- Deb had a class and not a <laughs> writing class it was a different class and uh so I was able to ride by on my bike and rev it up as I went by and to rub it in while she was working. Well, and it was a total distraction for me. So I kind of look over there and I see the high bars and I know who it is because I'm here in the engine. And who goodness to gracious, it was you. And oh, me. I put this big smile on my face mm-hmm. and tried to keep on going. Uh, but someone in the class caught me and is like, what was that? And I'm like, oh, it's just the sound of motorcycles. I love it. Wish I was out there doing that. But uh-huh. that's okay. So you lied. No. You're a liar. No. I'm not. I know how much you, you, Dutch hates liars. So, no, I'm not a liar. So, so you just sidestepped the answer, well, the question in a way. Right. Well, I didn't you, wanna... you were actually honest. You, I didn't, was. you just didn't do full disclosure. No, and I don't need to. There, No, in that setting, I did not need to. It was a completely okay. different type of class that I was teaching, and it wasn't the right place. Yeah, I did that to you, do two days in a row, and then I did it to the Judge. Because he like played like he had to work at home on Sunday. Does he even know you did that? I don't know if he knows or not, but I rode in front of his house, revved it up, took off around the backside, revved it up, <laughs> sort of was like trying to rub it on, on him, even though I knew he wasn't out back doing the work he was saying he was doing. <laughs> I just don't believe it. Thank goodness you're a friend. I have to see friend. it to believe it. Yeah, thank goodness you're a friend. That's all I got to say about that. I never said that to anybody. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. Dutch gets it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. We all have responsibilities outside of writing that sometimes we just have to take care of. Well, whatever you say, Deb. Okay. So what I think we want to maybe shift gears with next, because I do believe our listeners are all about Dutch Van Alsten. Of course they are. Absolutely. And who wouldn't be? That's Look right. Look at that nice shiny head he wears, that nice hairdo. <laughs> you know, he's got it going on. And he always has the most awesome tank top attire. I was going to say, I know. That's, that's so funny we're on the same page with that. <laughs> he's going out in 40 degree weather in a tank top. I know. And that's funny. And, and, I and said he's that wondered him. why he's sick. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, it's sort of a no-brainer, right? Well, that sort of answers some things right there. I right. Think. That we didn't talk about sick in the head, but absolutely, I gave him a hard time on Sunday when I saw him, and I said, "You know, you were out riding on Saturday. I bet you were in a tank top." And he said, "Absolutely right. Yep, sure was." I think he did text me something about mentally deranged oh. that I texted him that I don't remember doing that, but now I'm saying it right here, alive on the radio. <laughs> 
<laughs> See what you're missing out on. <laughs> All right. So we do need to make sure we get to his segment because I am certain that it's going to be wonderful. Oh, absolutely right. This is going to be a good one. You're going to love this. Without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce Dutch. Dutch Van Alston is the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in his Life Behind Bars book series. And soon coming out, you've got to stay tuned because book number two, the story of the lost child, um, will be on horizon. And you don't want to miss that one because that is an amazing book as well. You know, I feel so left out because Dutch and Deb have all these private talks about the book and they get to, you know, these little whispers and things that go on. I don't know if maybe that's what they're talking about. Maybe I need to pay a little bit more special close attention well, if to you, Dutch. If you just read the book, then we could have very wide open discussion. So maybe you just well, need to read the book. Somebody has to work, all right? <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So he's, his upcoming book is Rebellious Youth, Story of the Lost Child. And don't forget that that's on its way. So here we go. Without further ado, here is Dutch Van Austin in raw and unapologetic. Hi. That is as good as it's going to get with my uh, opening statement for now. I, a supposed master of satire, wit, and double entendres, uh, just cannot seem to come up with an entertaining and clever opening statement. So hi is all I have to offer for now. So hi. As I speak with eloquence and grace from the sound studios known as Dutch's Man Cave, located in the sun coast of Florida. As stated, I am Dutch Van Alston. I am the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in the Light Behind Bars book series. And I am raw and unapologetic. And as you can tell, my voice is still a little bit raw. I am also the author of the soon-to-be-published book number two of the Like Behind Bars book series, Rebellious Youth, The Story of the Lost Child. The smart and pretty half of the dynamic duo known as Chuck and Deb finished Rebellious Youth last week sometime and gave me some good and pertinent feedback. Uh, She unwittingly gave uh, a writer the best compliment you can give the other night when the two of them were out having fun. Uh, They didn't invite me. I mean, who doesn't want an emotionally unbalanced third wheel with a hair trigger and a possible drinking problem to accompany them, right? Anywho, uh, she texted me a joke about Chuck, but it came straight from a rather seemingly obscure part of the book revolving around the main character's old lady. And, And I thought to myself, the book really did resonate with her. So thanks be to Miss Deb for her insight and her attention to detail. I really do appreciate that. Uh, I'm excited for this book to come out, really. The underpinning theme of Demons Rising was the concept of family and what it means. Uh, Rebellious Youth's underlying theme is that of acceptance, is the best word I can come up with, and how it's defined and the depth of it in the biker subculture. I I don't really know if I'm ever going to be able to write a more interesting and complex character like Elf, uh, short for John Elfman, but... um, I don't know if I'll ever be able to create a more interesting and enigmatic character. I mean, he's just, I don't know. We'll see because I love to write. And as I've mentioned before, I have loved it since I was eight or nine writing short stories on an old Smith Corona. Uh, Not like the virus or the beer. Don't worry. 
I want to fall back into last week's segment and follow up on a comment I made describing the presence of the Sarasota County uh, uh, sheriffs as a military-like and I think I also used the word disgusting. Uh, I received some positive feedback, but I also received some negative feedback from obedient little drones who seem to forget what the... uh, uh, the underpinning of being a biker is all about, or at least it was, back in my day, and uh, just slavishly castigated me in support of something they didn't even witness. That's what bugs me the most. You weren't even there. Uh, these comments were from people that were like out of state, and I, I don't want to embarrass one <coughs> man who simply wrote, next time you're being robbed, call a crackhead instead. I say I don't want to embarrass him because that is truly the dumbest comment any person can make other than just like reciting the lyrics to Hot Cross Buns as a response. I have a hard time believing anyone who says stuff like this truly believes they just made some sort of game set match response. But you never know because with all the great things the internet has given us, it has also given a voice to people that are with, with truly limited intellect. I mean, they used to just blather to one another and their select ilk in their dark corners of the world, but now they can shout their idiocy from across the web, and it gives them relevance, which is sad. Uh, be that as it may, my point, and I do have one, uh, was the fact that there were people who were angry because I didn't drink the Kool-Aid poured from the rusted-out old pitcher made of, they're there for your safety, and they're just doing your job. My issue isn't with law enforcement collectively. Yes, there are anecdotal examples of good and bad everywhere. I don't hate cops. I hate arrogant people. And too many arrogant people are drawn to lines of work where they can act out these little neuroses they have. I don't know when exercising your rights became a criminal offense in some people's minds. Uh, Those of you with this sheepish outlook of, uh, if you have nothing to hide, then why not let them search? You're not capable of seeing things from a perspective of a citizen, a free citizen. I I, I despise, I hate making Nazi references. I really do because it's so played out by anyone who disagrees with you is now a Nazi. Usually said by people who are woefully ignorant to who the Nazis were. Uh, Just for a little education, they were socialists. The Nazi party's official name was the Nationalist Socialist Workers Party. But anyway little education for you it was the nazis who coined that phrase that if you have nothing to hide then you have nothing to fear well in a free society i as a citizen not a subject do not have to prove that i have nothing to hide i don't understand those of you who wear these ride free or live free or any variants of freedom patches or shirts are often the same ones who just become enraged because you don't just assume every person in law enforcement is pure and entitled to respect. I have news for you. No occupation is entitled to that. There are these sacred cows in society like law enforcement and teachers and clergy and farmers and truckers that are supposed to be above reproach. But do you know what all those occupations consist of? Hmm? Are you ready? People. Okay, people. And if you don't think people can be dishonest, lazy, corrupt, arrogant, then you have not been paying attention in life. Yes, bikers too. They, they succumb to those frailties as well. I mean, nobody's perfect. And if you think there's some sort of mythical fairy dust sprinkled on one group of people that makes them devoid of human frailties, well, you are just plain wrong. 
How can you be a good farmer or a good trucker if you don't admit there are a handful that are not? You know, what are you comparing it to? You know, and no, I don't want to be a trucker. I've watched those guys make 90-degree turns that a Volkswagen couldn't do. I don't know how they do it. And no, I don't want to be a farmer. I don't want to work 20 hours a day and be, uh, you know, work my magic against broken equipment and environmental laws and all that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. And it's an insult to any profession to believe that they are above scrutiny. They have the right to earn their mark in life like everyone else. Nothing is handed to you. I hate to disillusion you children, but law enforcement are not all brave. The little coward deputy at the Parkland school shootings proved that. He hid outside while kids got slaughtered inside the building. Not all farmers are hard workers. Not all teachers are special because they work with children. Not all clergy are honest, and so on, and so on, and so on. I've met cops I like. I've met ones I despise. But in all cases, it was they who set the tone, not me. If you think it's disrespectful for me to say, no, you cannot search me or my motorcycle, then you have no clue on how people think and operate and live in a land of butterflies and rainbows. And I don't want to live there. I had a burglar break into my home a couple of years ago who I escorted out at gunpoint. She was a teenage girl and high as a California Redwood. I assessed the situation and did not feel the need to take a teenager's life that day. However, the police showed up because the alarm went off and a deputy flat out lied to me and said he had to see my gun. I told him that he did not and I was not going to give it to him. Why would I respect the guy who flat out lies to me in my home? Finally, a sergeant intervened when he saw the debate getting heated and he agreed with me that no such law exists. I don't care what your policy is. It doesn't trump law. Now that having been said, I once took time out to write and tell the sheriffs how impressed I was with two of their deputies when they served me with a fraudulent restraining order filed by this gutless turd named John of Englewood, Florida. I mean, it was a pack of lies. I mean, in fact, when we went to court, he didn't even testify to some of the stuff he wrote, and he was just laughed out of court in a matter of minutes. I mean, John is just a whiny little millennial who was once investigated by the Sarasota County Sheriff himself for detonating bombs at one o'clock in the morning in his backyard of a suburban neighborhood. He nearly killed someone. They had to airlift one victim to the trauma center in Bradenton. Other debris smashed through porches and windows. And Anyway, I mean, the guy is a total worthless piece of human garbage in my opinion. And he's the VP of Operation Par, showing how much they value their integrity. Uh, but anyway, I was downright pissed and I vented to those two deputies. And you know what? They were empathetic. They gave me the courtesy of listening to me. Even though they probably didn't care one bit about what I was thinking, they treated me like a person. Now, you want me to treat all of them the same? The arrogant liar who treated me like I was a subject of an investigation rather than a homeowner who was the victim of a burglar, and the two professional deputies who took a few seconds out of their day to use a little bit of active listening skills and some empathy. The only thing that made those two uh, even have anything remotely in common was the uniform. When you view people as individuals, you are a free man. When you view people in the collective way, you are a subject. Period. Okay? I don't know what else to say on this. I, I stand by my dis what I said. It was an unnecessary, disgusting display of force. And I, I'm not backing off from that. Hmm? 
Oh, goody. Bubbles has an opinion on cops as well. Okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. So you were at a Jello wrestling match out in Daytona at an after-hours party with a bunch of girls. Oh, and it was raided by the fuzz? Uh-huh. Yes. Then what happened? Two of them burst out from the cake and said you were under arrest. Mm, no, I am pretty certain police standard uniforms do not consist of speedos and a flashlight. His badge was where? Oh, oh you didn't see his badge until the, the, till the speedos came off. I, I gotta tell you, dear, I'm, I'm not enjoying this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did have handcuffs. Oh, only Officer Dale had cuffs. What did the other one have? Hmm? That was Officer Chip? Yeah, somehow I kind of, I, I kind of figured that. Yeah, a strip, fisk, a strip frisk is uh, usually not standard. No bubbles. Well, if they bought you a drink first, well, then okay. That's the standard bear to get a woman, well, bear in today's world, I suppose. No, I, I, I appreciate you lending a little jocularity this segment. What does jocularity mean? It, it means humor. Yeah, I guess it would have been easier just to say that. Allow me to offer you contrition for using words that are too big. Contrition? It means get me another drink. Okay? Thanks. And as I said last week and the week before, etc., etc., I have a plethora of letters and questions backed up, and this will mark five of the last six weeks. I was unable to manage my time effectively. Oh, please forgive me. But if you want your question right on the air, private message me at my website. Uh, just get your message to me somehow. And uh, I will send you an autographed copy of my book. Don't forget to hit like on my Life Behind Bars series Facebook page. Visit my website, www.dutchvanalston.com. Take a look at my book. Sign up for my newsletter. Uh, I only ask for an email. I'm not selling your data to Chinese computer hackers, I promise. Uh, hit like on Biker Life Radio, Chuck and Deb's show. And uh, we have no events hammered down as of yet, but keep checking the Facebook page and my website for new events. I mean, we all got to get together and drink again and raise some holy hell. We had a lot of fun doing this. So until next week, folks, remember, if a person with multiple personalities threatens suicide, call 911 because it's considered a hostage situation. And I'm just kidding. Don't ever call 911. That one was for you, Jesse James. And for my idiosyncratic, I like that badass word, brain to your ears, this is Yabba Dabba Dutch signing off. What a great segment. He just does an amazing job of putting all those words together. And what I liked is, you know, I've read Demons Rising and I've read Rebellious Youth, and the way he summarized them was pretty spot on because I would have never really thought of it in that context. Demons Rising being about family and what that means. And, you know, Rebellious Youth all about acceptance. So 
It's, so again, you would agree with all that? I do agree with it. It's just a little bit of a well, deeper... Well, I would hope so. He's the author. Well, <laughs> I, At I, least he claims to be. Right. What I found out after doing some research on the internet, he's a ghostwriter. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, he didn't really write all that stuff. Wow. But he talks like so <laughs> eloquently about it. No, hold on. <laughs> you better clarify. Let me set the record straight. Yeah. I am just kidding. He has to have written this because he knows every little detail, detail. in the whole entire book. Well, it is, of course, about his whole life. Well, maybe. No, he says it's fiction. You cannot say that. Nonfiction, he says, fiction. He says it's fiction. <laughs> Craziness. So, yeah, just to put, I just hadn't really kind of categorized it in that form or fashion. But it makes me think a little bit deeper about the book and also the concepts he discussed about stereotyping. Because, you know, I think that's really what brought us to doing this show altogether was the stereotype in the motorcycling world about bikers and why it's so important to us to kind of uncover and reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and the biker mystique. Well, that's exactly why we got started. And and I've been uh, shocked, quite honestly, to find it's all true. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I was going to say elaborate a little bit more on that concept of shocked about the motorcycle No, that there's mystique. just so much really out there. That's all. There is. And, and the problem or the challenges, I guess, is that we all become so accustomed to our little piece of the pie of whatever it is that we're involved in. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we ride with a hog chapter and we ride Harleys, we, that's all we think about in the world of riding, unless there's some rival like the, you know, sport bikes or something like that. But So you're uh, saying people sometimes have a tendency to put their blinders on? Yes, I think people it's do. it's not really that necessarily. It's just um, just enjoying where you are, I would think. Maybe if you're in the moment and truly part of that. Yes, I think you could. But we've learned so much about so many different we, types of motorcycling. We haven't even tapped into it all yet. That is That's so That's the right. interesting part about doing this show. It's because we continue to learn, grow multiple different facets of motorcycling. And we love every bit of it. I mean, we're so like, we can't wait to get an, on an adventure bike. Right. I can't wait to go dirt biking again. All sorts of good stuff. So, you know, it's, it's brought out and. I don't know what the right word is, but brought to my, I don't know. I'm, I keep Your mumbling awareness. and you're not helping me. No, there you yeah, go. It's, you, Thank you. You, you become awareness. aware of other opportunities out there in the motorcycling world. And I totally agree with that 100%. Um, you know, but I think maybe also they deal with, you know, stereotypes probably in their culture of riding too, not just. Who's they? Uh, the the adventure riders or the sport sure. bikes. And, you know, yeah. they all kind of carry their own little mystique. So, you know, I think it's exciting and great that we have the opportunity to kind of bring back the veil or uncover any of those mystiques. You know, even lady riders. I think about that group and I go, you know, why do people ride? Why do they choose to ride? And we can very put a, a simple statement. Everybody has their own reason to ride. Well, you know, they did that movie. Why do we ride? Remember that? I We saw it a few years ago. I'm sorry. I stumped you. No, yeah, you did. I think that's what it was called. Right. So we may have to go revisit that. But, you know, everybody's, it's so easy to say everyone has their own purpose for writing. But I believe that, you know, kind of coming back to Dutch's books, there's probably some very common elements, too, that bring an adventure bike rider to that world. You know, I found that many of them like to camp and they like to be outdoors in a different way than maybe someone that's a Harley rider or someone that's a sport bike rider. You know, maybe the sport bike riders 
and again, I don't want to generalize people, but there's a particular reason that they're drawn to the type of motorcycling that they do. I, I think maybe it's all one thing in common. Maybe it's the thrill. Right. Maybe it's the wind therapy. You know what I'm saying? There's Sure. Like you said, there's a number of different reasons why, and we can't state every reason why somebody wants to ride no. and, the, and the particular type of uh, riding they do, so to speak. Right. Because I think that they all bring a little bit of a different level of personality out in someone, you know, for me, it's, you know, the, the thrill of adventure riding. And I'm just going to bring this up is that, you know, we recently watched a movie called Phantom Lake. Thank you. It wasn't Phantom. a movie. It was, oh, a, it was a series, a documentary on series. primetime, uh, Amazon, Amazon prime, yep. right. We need our kudos plug anyway. for that. Yep. So, um, again, that kind of showed a different perspective. And so I, you know, as we watched that series, for me, I was like, well, what what in me would want to do that type of motorcycling? And I think it's the thrill of the unknown. It's the thrill of the adventure. It's the terrain is different. And, you know, the, the idea of that, could I really handle dropping the bike 20 times and still get up and have the determination to get to the end? And, you know, some of those are thoughts that you think about when you look at this world of adventure riding. It's a whole different perspective. Yeah, but what um, and this is sort of where where you started. You know, I think what it comes down to is there's all this this vast array of different types of motorcycling. But what I seem to find and what I notice is that we all respect one another. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying so because we have a common interest of being on two wheels, and in some cases, even three. Right. True. And I definitely do not take anything away from the people that are on three wheels versus two. I think that's the coolest thing ever that they've got all those t different hey, types of it, machines hey, out it there. It gives an opportunity from somebody to ride or, you know, even Mikey, <laughs> even Mike, <laughs> Mikey, you know, had no physical disabilities or anything like. And I'm not saying that people that <laughs> right. ride trikes yeah, have that. Have that, right. But a lot of times that's what Sometimes, people uh -huh. uh, grow into, if you will. But Mikey, he just got one. I don't know why he got one, but he rode that thing like crazy, didn't he? Yep. And then he chose back to get off the three wheels yep. and go back to two. So, and he's been in an adventure adventure bike rider too and done oh, yeah. all sorts he's, of really he's, great and stuff. actually we're going to try to get mikey on the show yes. as a matter of fact mikey if you're listening you promised to come on the, the show, show. <laughs> yeah mikey would be like our gearhead this guy's got really he's really technical really a techie guy and he's always reading and uh staying up on top of things right and he would be a great guy to have on the show for our listeners so mikey we're coming after you this is your <laughs> call out i know you're listening so Next week, all right? Anyway, okay. sorry, yep. listeners, just wanted to pick on somebody while I had the chance to do it. Sure. We love you, Mikey. Yeah, absolutely right. So, you know, all those different aspects of riding are things that, you know, you may not necessarily think about. But as we have progressed over the last almost year that we have been doing this show, there have been so many things pop up for us that we just never anticipated in the motorcycling world or riding world. And I think that's super cool. You know, it's a fantastic opportunity to be able to meet other people and to find out what turns them on about riding and learn the different aspects from riding. Uh, you know, we haven't got totally into the racing of the motorcycles, but that's something that interests me. I love the way 
those guys lean through the curves and everything. And I can't wait for the day to actually see one of them live. I've been to the some of the formula racing and some of the things like that. I can only imagine how interesting the motorcycle races would be. Speaking of which, that's going to be coming up in Daytona. They will have uh, uh, that motorcycle race that starts off the uh, Daytona Bike Week, I think. I believe I so, correctly. too. And that's what I was saying. I want to research that a little bit more because, you know, that would be a very cool thing to attend is be able oh, to yeah. see that riding on that track. Yeah, maybe we ought to do that this year. Maybe we ought to take a yeah. look at our calendars, see if we can work that in somehow. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be really neat. A lot of good stuff. So, uh, you know, along with the adventure bike riders we've been learning about, uh, and I hate that we keep talking about it over and over again, but I know you and I are both excited about going out and doing it. Yes. And I don't know where you're going with the show today, Deb, and you already sort of brought up Phantom Lake a little bit. Yeah. Were we going to talk about that at all? Sure, or what yeah. did you have let's, in mind? Let's dive into Phantom Lake a little bit. Well, so, like, give a little bit of history of, well, about the show. Okay, well, first of all, we did post it on our Biker Life radio page on Facebook. So there was an article on that. And after I read about it, I told Deb, here's what you need to do. You know, she was sitting in the living room about ready to fall asleep <laughs> while I was working. And uh, I said, hey, go out there to Amazon, bring up this, uh, you know, this series. And she did. So we sit down and we start watching it. And uh, again, it's called Phantom Lake. And the, the guy that put it together is supposedly, from what I've read, he he is the pastor. Did I say the word right? A pastor. Uh-huh, okay. Yep. Of the of a of the third largest growing church in the nation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was neat, and the idea and the concept behind it sounded really neat. Now, Deb, I don't want to go into a lot of details on the show. Right. Actually, what I want to do is I want to encourage our listeners to go watch it. Okay. And then I want feedback. Yeah. I don't want to give my opinion. Okay. I don't want it to give my thoughts. I want to hear what our listeners have to say. Okay. So that means listeners, I want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. So you either do it through Facebook on the page, you message us. Hey, we've got a voicemail system that you'll be able to find that you can voicemail. Leave us a voicemail message on what you think about Phantom Lake. Matter of fact, this is what I want to do. And uh, let's see. I think I'm going to put it out if it's not already there. I'm going to say uh, Chuck, the Chuck and Deb Show, chuckindebshow.com forward slash voicemail. Okay. All right. So go out to that and leave us a voicemail message about what you think about Phantom Lake and we'll play it on the radio. Yes. All right. And, and, and I then love we'll that. correspond to that. I, I love that because it does give people an opportunity maybe to see it's on Amazon Prime is right. where we found it. And we're not getting paid anything to say this. So. I know, but um, it was worthwhile. It definitely took me from almost falling asleep to staying up later well, than I should I have two s- nights in a row to finish the series. So I was going to say, we, we did binge watch it. We did. So. But yeah, it's, we it was about seven days, um, you know, so it wasn't really a long series, so to speak. No, but, but could you could you go ahead and explain? I was going to explain the concept, but maybe you could do it better, the concept of why he, he put this together. It was actually to encourage people to grow. Right. He felt that the best way to get people to grow through certain circumstances, and I'm not saying it in his words exactly, these are right. mine, was to actually put them on a motorcycle. And he put people on motorcycles, and they were, they were adventure motorcycles. Right, they yeah, would. 
adventure. Mo- motorcycles? There were, there, and there were, uh, a, they were on, enduros. Like, they, I, they, were, call they were called dual sports. So they're okay. on-road enduros. and off-road bikes. Um, and they were adventure bikes because they very much were equipped to be on-road and off-road. Right. Um, and they were a variety of different models and styles. It didn't look like they were a brand new fleet they pulled out of a dealership to stick them on. Um, as you'll see when you write, when you listen and watch the show or the, the series, whatever you call it. But um, so it was. It was it was an interesting journey for everyone, including the leader. And I thought yeah. it was, you know, the concepts and ideas when it was explained originally when the show started. I was like, that's amazing because, you know, I have a little bit of um, experience in my life of doing some things that would push you to the limit. Correct. And, you know, and so I know sometimes what it takes to get over certain obstacles to get you to that next place in your progression or training or whatever the case may be. Break through some fears. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So False I emotions was, appearing real. Right. And so I was so excited to see that these riders, and maybe they were experienced and maybe they weren't, um, but, you know, kind of pushed through. First of all, they did actually have kind of an interviewing obstacle. And I thought it was interesting, just the thought process of jumping out there and doing that if you weren't really experienced was really an act of faith and an act of courage, I thought. So what does that mean in interviewing process? I think, you know, you missed the very beginning of that because I had started it, but there was a process where they were invited out to do an obstacle course and to see how they handled. I don't know about the motorcycle. They didn't go into a lot of depth of it, but they watched and showed clips of each of the riders and how the group went through the selection process of who was going to be actually in that ride and make the show. So, and I could have a lot to comment on that, on that right now, but I don't want to influence our listeners. Right, exactly. So we would like to talk about it when we have their input yes, to discuss I too. Definitely want to have some input. So, uh, it was interesting. And needless to say, it brought up a lot of conversation between us discussing what we were watching and seeing. And, you know, it, it and it's just full of, you know, breakthrough moments for so many people on different levels. And I just would be curious what others think too. Yeah, I'd like you to go out, check it out. Let me know if you would handle certain situations the same way, because that's what uh, that's what occurred to me. It got me thinking about how would I handle things differently right. and about the person I am versus somebody else. And that's neither good nor bad, if you will, because we, you know, we handle things all different in our own ways. But just uh, check that out. Let us know. We'd love to hear back from you what you think of Phantom Lake on, on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Okay. Yeah. So uh, where are we going from here? Uh, like I said, I do want to come back to this, even if we have to watch it again. I want to maybe, maybe actually maybe, yeah, maybe watching it again, we might even see a different perspective. That could be true. Yeah. And I, and the one thing was was that the leader was the only person that had experienced this trip before. Correct. So part of me now that we're talking about it wonders if he experienced what the riders were experiencing at one time. I don't think so. Okay. I so, don't think so. The only reason I said that is because he describes how he how, how he found the place and how he was with a group of people so that particular circumstance but maybe prior to him when he very maybe when he first started first riding, riding but i would have comments about that <laughs> imagine that that's right Be- anyway i yeah, will reserve so those we comments won't discuss it any further but check out phantom lake on amazon prime Please be sure and check out the chuckanddebshow.com forward slash voicemail and let us know what you think. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, where hairdressing is our passion. 
Your spotlight experience begins with a hands-on, learn-by-doing approach. A true salon experience. We create entrepreneurial hairdressers with endless opportunities. Financial aid available for those who qualify. Got a creative flair? A passion for people? A desire to be a leader in the fashion industry? Then call our Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898 Again that number is 719-390-9898 or visit www.coloradosprings.tonaguy.edu To learn more about our school in Kurt Allen, Idaho call 208-930-1276 Again that number is 208-930-1276 or visit www.curdline.tonaguy.edu You know a career in beauty is right for you. Now choose the cosmetology school that puts the spotlight on you. Attend the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. All right. Welcome back. I'm super excited because this coming Saturday, some good friends of ours, the Rocking Road Show, Alvi and One Three, are doing a very unique bike night at a place called the Kilted Axe in Wesley Chapel. So pretty awesome. I think that their event is going, 10% of the revenue is going to go to organizations that support disabled veterans. And this particular business is owned by veterans. So I think that's pretty cool. I love that. And we are going to try to make it up there. In fact, we hope that we can. Hopefully everything works out the way it's supposed to. I don't know because I, Deb hasn't got all the stuff out of the bag yet and I can't carry all that on the motorcycle. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) Other important things are Daytona Bike Week is just around the corner. Yeah, that's true. It is March 6th through the 15th in the beautiful Daytona Beach area. And you always wonder what's the weather going to be like? Remember that time we went, Deb? Spur of the moment? Well, that pop tent that we we put up at the event campsite? And we may be doing that again this coming year. I don't know. I have we really made be. any That's plans true. so heck here we come but it and, come. and if it's cold we already have how we're going to be because absolutely we, we, we did you know we, we know. were at least we slept in our full riding outfit yes and somebody told us hey you're supposed to take off all your clothes and, and spoon, spoon. i well, can't wait let's spoon baby there you go we're going to be spooning all right so those that maybe if have not cold. attended that event before there's a couple of things you need to know before you get down this way there are three primary locations for the event there's the downtown area there's the racetrack event area and then destination Daytona Harley Davidson's got all sorts of stuff and so the, three different areas where stuff's the, going on and everything in between the best recommend recommendation I can make is go with someone who's been there before great it's the best suggestion. thing that's ever happened to us yep absolutely another amazing thing I think we've talked about this before is the all-female ride I actually talked to the event coordinator today and it is going to be an amazing event for women riders so that's happening April 3rd through the 5th up in the wonderful Jacksonville Florida area and it's called Two Wheels Together. Well, I think that's interesting. You know, you're probably wanting to move on, but you know how I am. Of course. Throw me a curveball. So ball. you're telling me a little bit about your call with her today, and you start to tear up a couple of times. Oh, goodness gracious. You, is there? You know, is this now a good time for us to talk about it? Because you just told me to get over it <laughs> when I was looking at like you, WTF, what's going on, Exactly. Deb? You're looking at me like, Deb, come on, suck it up, said, buttercup. All she says is, get over it. 
get over it. Yeah, I had like, to get what my. What am I getting over? I'm just wondering what's going on. I had to get my. Want to share girl. any of that? She is a very insp- uh, inspirational speaker, and you know the things that she talks about very much resonated with things that I plan to talk about in my future. So it was a great connection with women. But I think what also makes what we do so special, you and I, I mean, Biker Life Radio Ooh, and the Chuck and Deb Show, ah. is that it's not just for women. Although I think that I've got a lot I can offer women, but we have a lot to offer couples and we have a lot to offer men and women. And that's what makes us who we are. And so it was just a great, I, a great oh, thought process for me saying we're heading and where we want to go. I figured it out. You started crying because you had to realize that you're married to me. I have to do this thing with you. That's right. Yes. You, oh, like, now I get it. If I, I should never sing- ask. If no, I wonder, a- <laughs> no wonder you said, just get over it. If, if I was a single woman, now boy, I the know world the truth. would be in my hands. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, you know it would, too. <laughs> Wrong answer. So See, also now I we're seeing to- the insights to the real damn. Yeah, whatever. We also, I also want to make sure our listeners know about Leesburg Bike Fest because it's not the big name event in our state. You know, Bike Week and Bike Fest. It is a big Fest, one. That's one but of the bigger events. it is a big one. And here's their claim to fame. I love this. The world's three, largest three, motorcycle and music event packed into 30 three, blocks in three, three days. days. That is so, great. That's the way to do it, too. By the way, you're going out of town that weekend. I am. Dutch and I are planning on some serious debauchery and stuff. Really? And you're going to make mayhem in this little bitty town? Not really, because I don't know what debauchery means. Okay. And Dutch will probably back out because he's sort of, you know. But he likes to make mayhem, so he might be there all engines fired up and on. You know, I would say a lot of things about Dutch since he's not here. (laughs) But I'm going to be real nice. Okay. You know, anyway. He's a good dude. So the last thing I want to make sure that I talk about is uh, the International Female Ride Day. And that's actually happening happening in our local area at Rossiter's Harley-Davidson on May 2nd. Now, again, I cannot participate in that day really, because I'm scheduled to teach a writing class that day. So I will be participating. And my shout out to Rossiter's Harley Davidson, my challenge to them is let's get that May 2nd class full of female writers and show them what International Female Writing Day is all about. That's a great idea, Deb, because once you guys are done with the class, hopefully there'll be other women writers around, lady writers around. And uh, they can immerse themselves in all that. There might be a lady orgy going on. I don't know. But lady, what? No. Wait. Did I say that on the you radio? Did. Out loud. Oh I, my sometimes gosh. my imagine my imagination gets the best. It takes of Takes over. And so no, you know that was my idea is that yeah they could be there and the that orgy? could always be a memory <laughs> for them to go. You know I got my license or I got my endorsement. I took my class on the same weekend as the International Lady Writing Day. So that would I thought be that cool. was a cool thing. Yeah. So right that's on. my challenge to Rossiter's Davidson, let's kick it up a notch and get that class full of female writers. Deb, I have an idea. Okay, throw Be it at me. Be sure to take some of our decals. Okay, out to that event because we've got the biker life decals. Yes. that you can actually get if you wanted to go to right now. Go out to bikerlife.co. Okay, that's bikerlife.co, and you can order your very own decal that you could put on whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, we had someone that actually put it, I think, on the tank of their bike. So well, that was well, kind of cool. Well, let's talk about that helmet. just for a second, because that I want to get that guy on the show. Okay. Because I saw a picture of his bike, because Eddie took it, 
yeah. everywhere Eddie, and that guy had stickers all over his bike. So now the Biker Life Radio even doesn't just say Biker Life Radio on it. Right. It says Biker Life. Right. He was proud, Absolutely. and he, he put it on his gas tank. I believe so. I wasn't sure exactly where, We didn't get where, him on the show. Do you remember who he was? Uh, I can maybe track him down. I know he does have a connection with Everywhere Eddie. And, um, yeah, he said, I've got stickers all over my motorcycle, so this one needs to go on there, too. And he messed it up the first time, came, came back, back for a second one, and I think that he probably had perfected it at that point. We talked a little bit about some techniques, but I think they're super cool. They're it's nice one on looking. back of my car. They look great. Yep. And if you are a proud biker, part of biker life, then you want to make sure you wave that signal loud and proud with a biker life know. decal on the back of your vehicle or helmet or wherever you want. Yeah, we'll need to get him on the show for sure. And if you're listening, whoever you are, young man, give us a call. <laughs> uh, hook us up. Get Look us up on Facebook. Yeah. But yeah, thanks a lot for putting that on your bike. And I think that's a significant place that he put it on his gas tank. So that's real cool. Again, if you'd like to get one of our decals, actually, you'll get two. Right. Because if you're like me, you'll mess up. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> so you'll get two decals. Decals at bikerlife.co. C-O. Absolutely. All right, Deb, what's next? We are going to just uh, shift gears just a little bit toward the end of the show because we are running out of time. How much time? I wonder what we just, oh, it's, it is running out. Yeah, we are hey, running but before out. we got to go, Okay. I'm sorry, I got to do this. I don't want to end on a negative note, but it has been carried through this whole week. Okay. So we ride in. We don't. We don't always. Ride, we don't ride our motorcycles into work because it's just. We just don't. Okay. Right. We have professional jobs and well, every time. And I let Deb drive because I'm in control. So <laughs> <laughs> a controlling so I side see by every driver. day. You know what I notice and witness every day right. are young people texting while they drive. Oh, yes. Goodness I've yet gracious. to see somebody my age, and I'm not saying I'm guilt free on this. All right. I'm just saying that when these people do it, they 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 dr- text and drive. They don't. It's not stop. driving and texting. Right. They they drive. No, they text, text and drive. And drive. Yeah, I mean, I that's all they that right. do. Their their faces in the phone. They don't. They lift their eyes up occasionally Simmer to down. see what's going. Oh, you don't need getting, to get your blood pressure, blood pressure. all wound oh, okay. up. No. Unwind well, you know a what? Bit. I yeah. just found out that they're the reason my blood pressure's up this week. Really? Okay. That's dangerous for not just motorcyclists, for anybody on Absolutely. the road. There's got to be something done about this. It's a ridiculous. And if you're young, or I, you don't have to be young. See, <laughs> no. I don't, I don't want to be going after millennials. If you're texting and Come driving on. and Use texting your head, and texting, people. There's put, nothing that can't wait 20 minutes. I mean, come on. You can wait till you get get wherever you're going to go to find out who's on Facebook. Absolutely right. Yeah. Anyway, that's my rant. If you don't like it, Send me a voicemail. Stop texting. <laughs> Send me a voicemail or you, meet me somewhere. If you don't like it, stop texting and driving is the only thing we can say. Hey, so it's just it's just it, for the better good of everybody on the road. Seriously. And the, and the point is, is where you're going with this is it's not a matter of picking up your phone at a red light and glancing no. and setting it down. It's been this constant they just stare sit at there their with the phone, phone right, there. right up there thinking that if it's level with their dashboard, maybe it's not as dangerous, they're not, but they're not, they're not paying at the, attention to the road. They're not looking at the road, period. Right. Nothing. They don't look at the road. They look at the phone and they just glance their eyes up and then it's back down on the phone. Right. Come on, people. Your life's more important. Other people's lives more important than anything on your phone. Absolutely. And if nobody's taught you that, then maybe 
Well, it's time I'm for not going to do it. <laughs> it's time for a lesson. Well, you All said, right. No, so, what's going to happen so we're is it's going to be learned the hard way. We're not ending on a negative note. So how are you going to oh, twist goodness. that around? I'm not going to twist it around. Good. I don't have anything you know positive to say. We most people probably didn't hear a lot of what was going on because we were talking over one another quite quite a bit. Well, I'm just trying to make sense of your rant a little bit for those that maybe aren't. In used other words, to she's it. trying to control me. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm used to this. Thirty years almost of marriage, or is it twenty nine? This year is 29, well, that so means don't rush it. Was it was a year before that, too. That's so. right. Yeah. So, you know, some say forever, so that's okay. <laughs> it's not forever. <laughs> no, that, it's not. That's scary. Maybe I want to bail now. No, you're right. <laughs> don't even think about it, mister. Um, the one thing I do want to make sure we end on is that if you're in the area, please be sure to come out and visit us out at the Rocking Roadshows Bike Night at the Kilted Axe and Wesley Chapel. So, be sure and let us know that you're out there in the marketplace. We want you to see those decals because they're awesome. You did a great job on them. That's right. And so, again, it's all for a good cause because 10% of the revenue at the Kilted Axe is going to go to organizations that support disabled veterans. And it's something that we have a heart for as well. And not only that, you've got to meet LOV and 1-3. These guys are fantastic. They're part of the reason why we're here today. And we love those guys. And they're the best, they're the best dudes you're going to meet. Go meet them. You're absolutely right. And if you're lucky, you might even get to meet Kim and 1-4. So the ladies <laughs> of the bunch. All right. Very good. All right. So where are we wrapping it up? Well, we're wrapping it up because now you've got to make sure, first of all, Get out there, watch Phantom Lake, and be sure to let us know what your thoughts are about the show at chuckanddebshow.com forward slash voicemail. Leave us a comment there, but also follow us on Facebook. Now, we have got a big goal. We're over 1,300 likes and followers on Facebook. Our goal is to get that up over 2,000 by the end of the month. Yep. That's just a couple of days away. So if you have enjoyed anything that we've done, Dutch's segment, his book, whatever the case may be, please share it with your friends and help get us up to over that 2,000 mark uh, by the end of the month. So that's just, again, that'd be great. Hush, hush, rush, rush, rush. And uh, that way you can also get connected with Dutch as well on his biker uh, behind the bars. Life behind uh, bars, bars book, book series. series. Yep, yeah. absolutely right. So be sure and connect with him at that, as well as DutchVanAlston.com and BikerLifeRadio.com is where you can find all of the episodes if you want to catch up and see what's been happening. Listen, we've got a lot of great things in store for you so we'd like you to continue to listen to biker life radio thank you so much for listening we're truly grateful and thankful for each and every one of you and we look forward to speaking with you next week we'll see you on the road ride free ride safe ride hard you've been listening to biker life radio with chuck and deb heard each wednesday afternoon right here on 1490 a.m WWPR. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us next week. Our sponsor today is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. If you desire to be a leader in this fast-growing cosmetology industry, then contact Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, 719-390-9898. Or visit coloradosprings.tonyguy.edu. For more information about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, call 208 208- Nine three zero one two seven six. Again, that number is two zero eight 
1-800-930-1276 or visit them at coeurdelaine.tonyguy.edu or visit the Chuck and Deb Show sponsor page for more information. Attention! Get a pen and paper ready. Call this number now 516-407-9135. Listen. Would you like to make money using your cell phone? If so, then stop everything and listen to what I'm about to say. I can't believe how simple and fun this is. All I do is give out this phone number 516-407-9135 and this 100% phone-based business spits out $100 commissions paid directly to me. You have to hear this. Call and listen to our short two-minute intro and if you like what you hear, simply press 1 to get all of the details instantly over the phone. You'll have all of the details and info you need to make a decision within 10 minutes from now. I love this and you will too. Call 516-407-9135 now. Again call 516-407-9135. That's 516-407-9135 or... Visit supermansuccess.com.